You're listening to Motherhood Ignited, a podcast for mompreneurs, creatives, and influencers who are rocking the beautiful balance between working passionately and nurturing presently. I'm your host, Christy Keen, and every week I interview inspiring mom bosses, brands, and industry experts to bring you the knowledge, tools, and strategies to grow your influence and business through purposeful online content creation. So come in and cozy up, mamas, and get ready to ignite your goals. So today's guest is a mom I absolutely adore, and I think it's important to chat with her today because so many people associate Instagram with social media influencers that you kind of forget that the mamas behind these profiles may be killing it in other areas of their business off the platform as well. And Casey Wagan is one of those mamas, and as a busy mama of four, she manages an IG of over 160,000 followers while maintaining an active blog for over 11 years now a thriving young live in essential oils business with over 78,000 team members. Is that right? 78,000? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And a Pinterest page with over 1.2 million monthly views. And yes, I said monthly. So Casey, you know, I love you Aww. and I adore you. And I'm so excited to share your motivational story today. Um, why don't you share a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Well, I'm super honored to be here. You obviously inspire me so much. And your friendship has been such a gift to me. So getting just to hang out like this is the best. Um, I agree. That's like the best part of this entire process. I know. The community that I have found online truly is priceless. It really is. So I mean it. You mean the world to me. And I can't imagine my life without your friendship. Thank you. Same, girl. Same. So yes, I am Casey. I've got four little ones. Um, ages 10, 8, 6, and 2. And we live in Dallas, Texas. And I'm married to my husband, Chris. Um, And just like a quick synopsis, I know we'll get deeper into it. But so um, we owned an art studio for kids, which led me to blogging. Then we had a little design network show. We started a blog conference. We did a documentary. And then it led us, lastly, to Young Living. So we've really had one um, dream to the next. And it's been really neat to see how it all has connected over the years. And I think that's what I'm finding is so similar. The more I talk to different um, women in this space is we're also multi-passionate. And I think it's been so amazing that women aren't afraid to recreate the idea of what success is for them and what the idea of what brings them passion is through all these platforms as things change. And you are definitely a huge example. I literally, I wrote down this quote um, before I hopped on today and it says, um, you know, no, no matter how similar the calling, there's still a space for you. And I love that because I do think so many of our callings can look very similar and it could be easy to say, oh, she's already doing it well. You know, there's not a spot for me here. Um, And, you know, I hope that through you telling so many stories that people really realize that there's a spot for every story and really a need for every story. I love that. Oh, I really love that. You're going to have to send me that quote so that I can make sure I, number one, like put it in a note so I reread it for myself and also just to share with everybody. You, so you had had an art studio. You know what? I accidentally typed in just caseywygan.com. I oh think my it goodness. pulled up an <laughs> yeah, so old blog of yours from, <laughs> it's the from com, back in the day. So yep. Weekends. No, oh my perfect. gosh, I'm saying your last um, name wrong. I'm so, so sorry. I probably do have some old website somewhere with my art on it. That's so funny. 
Yeah, it was so adorable. And I think you were pregnant too. I was like, oh, this is so cute. Um, So you had a kid's art studio and then you said you had a design show. It's funny because I started my blog. I mean, the reason why it's called theweekends.com is because I never thought anyone would read it besides family. We had a child in the NICU. We actually are are four-time NICU parents. Um, So we had I wanted a space where we could update family I had never even really truly seen a blog what you and I would consider a blog today you know with beautiful photos and sponsorships I just didn't even know they existed and um so that's how it started and then I remember one night I was sitting up in my attic that's where my little desk and computer was um years ago and I found a blog for the first time. Um, and it was amazing because I was reading this woman's words. She lived in New York. I lived in Texas. We didn't know each other and I was weeping and I was inspired and I was moved. And I just remember thinking, this is incredible that we can be all the way across the United States and have this common thread. And it just like lit a fire in me, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to share our life in this way. And that's when really the blog from what it started switch to more of what it is today. And obviously you have been very successful with that. And I don't even think I knew that you had a blog conference. Yeah. So tell me more about that. I'm just like, what? I know. So we, I guess three years, um, it was called Hope Spoken. Um, My best friend, actually the woman that I was just talking about. I emailed her in the middle of the night and we started a friendship. And now we have done Young Living together. We've done a blog conference together. We've done so many things. And um, anyways, it it was such an incredible experience. Um, But I tend to be someone where, just like you said, I have lots of passions. And so after we did that for three years, my heart just kind of shifted on to the next dream. Wow. That's just I can't believe how much you, you've done that I didn't even know about. And I follow your family so closely on Instagram. And like I said, you kind of forget that there's this – when you follow people, it's kind of like you pick up on that day and you move forward from there. I, You know, people these days aren't going back as much and or doing as much deep searching off the platform. But you are somebody who – not only on the platform is doing amazing, but off, you're just killing it, like I said. And I can't wait to dive into that more today. And I would love to find out how you got started on Instagram and what growing your following there looked like. Because I think you have you have over 160,000 followers yes, now, right? And so I can remember, I, I feel like I'm in a little bit of a unique spot because I started blogging so long ago. And blogging really isn't at all what it used to be. It it changed so much when Instagram came onto the scene. And I actually remember for almost a year saying like, I'm not going to do that, (laughs) which looking back was like not a wise, you know, strategic thinking move. Um, But I just, I was holding on to what was. And something I've learned so much along the way is that we have to be ready to change. I mean, more than ever, social media is changing, everything's changing. And you know, when I realized that I got on Instagram and of course, um, it's been the most beautiful community, but really I feel like blogging went away in a lot of ways, at least the way that it used to be did and everything moved to Instagram and moms were much more apt to be scrolling and reading bits and pieces here and there 
rather than sitting down, just like you said, and really digging deep into long blog posts or past archives. And so, you know, I just moved with that. And so really my following started on Instagram from so much, so much of the community that I had created through my blog. And then, um, you know, from there it was like, okay, how can I learn this new, you know, new community and how to grow here. So I've met Mm -hmm. so many, you know, new friends through Instagram and have grown in new ways there, but that's really how it began, um, was kind of that shift. And what year was that? So let me, I don't even know when did Instagram really come on to, I feel like it seems like forever ago. (laughs) Um, I know. I think it was probably like 2011 ish. Okay. That makes sense because so I was going to say, um, cause I've been blogging about that long. Cause let's see, my daughter was born in 2010 and that's really when I started. Yeah. So yeah. And it was a lot easier to grow back then. Oh, I feel like, yes. I mean, it was a completely different, it's not at all what it is today. It's changed so much. And do you remember like when you first started getting your big significant amount of following like in the tens of thousands so I was gonna say I I we have had three miscarriages and when I had my first loss it was so shocking to me and so hard I just used this you know this community that has really truly already given me so much back um as a place to just you know I mean, just share and just, it was, it was so beautiful. Like I just opened up so many like raw, vulnerable pieces of that part of our story. And I never imagined what I would gain back. I mean, if I look back on that, it it, seriously, will make my voice start to shake because, um, Mm. I mean, it was just so beautiful, like what people did, you know, they just really stepped into that pain with us. And then we wound up having two more losses. But I think truly, if I look back, that's where, like, kind of the shift went from like, oh, this is a blog that we're sharing our life to like, okay, we need to sit down We're you know, our monthly viewers has changed drastically. And like, you know, we just need to like reevaluate as a family, we're sharing our kids and we're sharing our life and where do we land with all this? And, and that's really truly where I feel like the, um, you know, the numbers really started to change. And I think that's an important point you bring up about talking as a family about when you do start opening up about such personal things, which is, that's what people are longing for, right? Is that connection and to know the real you and the vulnerable sides of you and the good and the bad, not just the highlight reel, but what did that conversation look like with your husband talking about um, sharing more with your kids? Because I know that's something that I still, you know, we're still kind of navigating as our kids are younger and as your kids have grown kind of with you in this space, what do those conversations look like to yeah. feel comfortable I mean, with it? I mean, they, we, we, Basically, I mean, this talk, this was like, you know, a year long conversation. It wasn't something that it was like a one time. And there was a whole lot of, um, you know, prayer and just conversations and just really kind of navigating that. And we basically landed on, you know, I'll share my story and I'm not going to share anything that would embarrass them, you know, anything like safety wise. Like, I, I, don't tell 
anyone where they go to school or, you know, details of those kinds mm-hmm. of things. And then also like things that really aren't my story to tell, I'm not going to share. I mean, there's as much as I have shared, which I feel like is a whole lot, there are still so many things that are incredibly deeply personal that I haven't because, you know, it involves other family members that I'm like, you know, it's, again, it's not my story fully to share. And now as my kids are older too, um, you know, there was something recently with my son Aiden that I wanted to share. And I sat down, I said, here's the post. If you're not comfortable with me sharing this, you know, I'll delete it. There's, there's no reason to make you feel any certain thing. And he, so, you know, involving them in those conversations, especially as they get older, um, I think is, is the key really, truly. And what did he say? He's like, that's fine, mom, go for it. (laughs) Yes. And you know, it's sweet because they've been a part of this since they were little. I mean, to be totally honest, there's times they're recognized out and there's just, it's just been a long journey of this. And so, um, you know, my heart truly is to be a light and to, um, share, you know, our family as a light and they know that. And so as they've grown and understood that, you know, for the most part, they're very happy to share. Every once in a while, they'll be like, don't ever tell anyone that. And I'm like, I would never share that, you know, if it's something that's, I mean, I always want to share the the beautiful pieces. But I mean, my son was sick um, two years ago, like very sick. And, you know, I was hesitant at first to share because that's really, truly his story. But, you know, at some point we decided to kind of let people in. And again, this community is so amazing. And has given so much. So it's, it's been a really good thing. You know, the, the good outweighs the negative. Yeah. And I think it's really beautiful how you balance it. And, you know, it's always so respectful to your family and your children. And I, and I feel the same way because I share a lot about Charlie's journey with hearing loss, Yes, but I try to make it, you know, from a mom's point of view or from the family's point of view and what we have to navigate it so that when she's, old enough to tell her own story and hopefully she will be speaking it beautifully or signing it beautifully but she can she can write that story herself but there still is as a mom you know so much that we go through and need I don't I don't know what I would do when I found out about Charlie's hearing loss if it wasn't for Instagram because you know and like your experience with the NICU and you know just reaching out to people and the people who maybe are in your real life don't have the same similar experiences. And I know it's hard for people to understand sometimes how you can grow such beautiful relationships online, but it's truly just that connection that's different from that, you know, maybe the person that's just living next door to you. It's so true. When I was going to say you've done that in such an honoring way, which I think is huge, you know, when you're honoring your child's story and letting it be a light, I mean, like what a beautiful opportunity to be given that influence and that platform to do that. Um, and just like you said, it's funny because um, I was thinking this morning, I was thinking about the Enneagram when I was kind of, you know, thinking about us talking today. And I was like, I don't have that many friends in my like real everyday life that are threes and they're achievers and they want to, um, and there's nothing wrong with that because my friends here in Dallas are, you know, mean everything to me and are such beautiful of course, friendships. Yeah. But for me to have those friendships where I connect on that specific, you know, level, um, mm-hmm. 
Oh, I can't imagine. I mean, you know, to have mastermind sessions and just like you and I connecting on different things, it's just something that has given me so much life and, um, you know, lit so many fires in my heart. So I can't imagine, just like you said, not, not connecting online in those ways. It's so true. And that's funny because I also am an Enneagram 3. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. What is – I think – what is it when you, like, get stressed? Do you know which one we go to as a 3? Okay. It's a 9. It's a peacemaker. Oh, okay. Yeah. I th- and isn't it – is it kind of like a lazier one too or something? I think what it is is is, is as a 3, when they're stressed, they fall into the peacemaker because they don't want anyone to be upset. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I have, I have found that that is very true for myself. Like I, you know, I don't want I, you know, mostly ever don't want to yeah. <laughs> upset anyone. But then, especially if I feel like you know in that stress mode, that makes total sense. It's I feel the same way. And then, do you? You said masterminds. Are you in a mastermind or have you done a mastermind group before? I'm always so curious I, about those. Well, I just feel like at this point I'm in so many different um, either Facebook threads or groups of women where we do Zoom calls. And so, I, you know, in my mind, I call them masterminds. But um, I just think it's so neat, especially when everybody's doing different things, too, because, you know, it just makes you think outside the box. I know. I, I've actually have been doing a lot of research on masterminds just because I'm fascinated by them. And for those of you who are listening who have never heard of a mastermind, it's basically a group of thought leaders that come together and encourage one another and hold each other accountable and um, really pour advice and insight into one another that can help them grow either in their business or in their influence, or it just depends on really what what the overall goal of the group is. There's a lot of really high end business ones. Um, that gosh, they cost like people will pay like tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars to be in these masterminds. Yes. It's just crazy. Like Lewis Howes, I love him. He actually shared the video of Charlie once and I was fangirling so hard and he had <laughs> opened up his mastermind. And I know great people like Jenna, Jenna Kutcher, who we were talking about earlier off of the recording, yes. he did it. And I think Lori Harder, who I've loved since I did fitness stuff, she did it. Just a lot of big name female thought leaders that are in the influencer space right now. But I'm like, okay, that's my goal, <laughs> but I'm not there yet. But it's well, fascinating and- to me that people, we all crave that um, – connection and that validation from people who we respect and admire and people actually will pay for that too and you know it's just so interesting to me yes well and I was going to say I am a huge believer in you know investing in your business in um, spending money to make money and you know so much of my story is struggle Um, when we started Young Living we were we had lost most everything we were you know in had moved in with family and I've been super again blogged everything open with our story and you know people would say like how are you advertising on blogs you know this was back when it was different and then you know you're struggling and I'm like because like I know where I'm going I I can see the picture and I I know that I have to invest in my business and so anyways you think about investing in a mastermind or something like that 
but how much more you could get out of it and the potential of where it could take you, I think it's, you know, a really good perspective to remember. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I'm keeping it on my goal list. <laughs> and Lewis, if you're listening, <laughs> or Jenna, I think Jenna did Jenna did a mastermind maybe at yes, her own yes, after. Yeah. So yeah, Jenna, if you're listening, I'll be in your mastermind one day. I like we should just, do it so together. Fascinated. Yes. Oh my gosh. Let's do it. Let's let's have a side chat about that for sure. (laughs) And I definitely want to talk to you. I know just, we've had so many side chats for those of you who are listening, me and Casey are friends and I've been looking forward to doing this podcast with her. And I know we want to talk later about kind of just some woes we're feeling as things in social media change, but I really want to dive into again, a little bit more what you do off Instagram, which you have said a lot about what Young Living has done for your life and how that works and just how you maintain all that and have a workflow. Because I knew that you had a successful Young Living business, but until we recently dug into that more preparing for this podcast, I did not realize you had 78,000 team members. <laughs> so I'm just like, wow, I'm blown away. I I know there's a lot of big advice out there for people in this space to diversify their income and find, um, you know, a network marketing platform or, you know, business that they truly use and enjoy. And for you, that's been young living. So yeah, tell me more about that and and how that's worked. Well, and I was going to say, you know, as you and I are talking, I hope people remember like so I'm an Enneagram three on the strength finder. I'm an achiever. I'm a maximizer. So I thrive, you know, juggling lots of things and running after things and working and not everybody's like that. And so I think it's super important to remember where is your strength and what is going to light a fire in you and, you know, go down that lane. Um, you know, cause I think it's so easy, especially online to, to get caught up in, you know, Oh, well, she's doing it this way and just really figuring out what, um, works best. For me, you know, my family and my kids are my quote unquote, my why they were the drive. They were, I had a vision of, you know, and I still have goals and visions of where I want to go, but I knew that I didn't want them to absorb the sacrifice and to work, you know, the way that we work. Um, I knew that I was going to have to have early mornings and late nights and it wouldn't be forever. Um, but you know, I wanted me to absorb that sacrifice and not them. Um, so, and I know in a minute we'll get into more, some of my workflow and some apps and different programs that I've used that I love. Um, but you know, just, it is a whole lot of work, but also I think just finding, you know, I'm most inspired in the morning. So when I know that that's my best work time, well, it makes most sense for me to wake up early and get a lot done before anybody wakes up. Um, but yeah, so five years ago, um, my hormones, I mentioned we had had multiple losses. My hormones were kind of all over the place and people had talked to me about oils before. I did not grow up in a holistic home. So I was like, uh, you know, I don't know about that. Um, but I finally thought, what do I have to lose? Um, I got my kit completely fell in love with the oils. And then I kind of had this other shift where I thought, you know, I've spent now at that point a long time building my blog and, you know, trust with my followers and my brand. And I just, it wasn't something I was willing to share. 
Um, and then quickly that kind of shifted. I just, I fell so in love with the products and, you know, just the more and more my eyes were opened up about safe, clean products and what these oils can do for families. I was like, how can I not share? You know, I've shared every other piece of our story. How can I leave this one out? And so I didn't want it to take over my brand. And I think if you look at like, you know, my personal account, I could easily say it hasn't, um, but it became like a piece to my pie. But what what happened that I never expected was that that one yes led, led to 78,000 um, people on our team. And right now we're the fastest growing Young Living team. We have so many influencers. Um, and I don't even just mean online influencers, you know, just women in their communities who have influence in their homeschool groups and their ballet classes of just different areas that are passionate about sharing. And so um, it's just been really neat to see what's happened. And what, how much extra work do you have to do for the Young Living? So I'd imagine just with such a large team and maintaining that whole, you know, it's a, a whole business. So how, right. yeah. So how does that work? Well, so my husband and I do this full time together now. Um, I mean, he's still he's a filmmaker and a photographer, so he is still absolutely doing his things. But as far as you know, the everyday, um, you know, this is this is our income, and um, so you know what that looks like is, of course, this is like my full time job, and it's so much work, but also there's so much freedom. Um, you know, we're traveling all summer as a family, and it just you know, the sacrifice looks different, but, um, just what it's been able to give us. And I've done posts before about when Aiden was sick, you know, when he was in the hospital, that time freedom, it's, it's not something you could put a price tag on, um, having that together. And, um, so that, you know, has been great. I mean, it's changed our life and, so I'll be forever thankful for the opportunity. Um, but one thing is too, is, now that this is our life, we have hired a team. Um, so now I'm not doing all this alone by any means. I got to where I am, you know, not without a team, but now to, to really be effective and to continue to grow, you know, I've brought on, um, a Pinterest manager, which you and I, I know we'll get into, um, I have someone running Facebook ads. I've got graphic designers and copywriters and, um, I have a full-time assistant and a personal assistant. And I say all that to say that, you know, I had to work really hard to get to this space, but now so that I can stay creative and, um, you know, doing where I feel like is my sweet spot, um, I really needed to start giving out tasks <laughs> that, you know, maybe yes. aren't my best um, use of time. Cause you know, we only have so many hours a day and we've got four little ones and, so I, I have to be smart with my time. And no, I think that's so important. I had Ashley Patron on lately too, and we were talking about the importance of protecting your time when you are a mom in this space because they still come first and it's easy, you know, for pe for people to forget that yes. <laughs> when you're like doing a million things and, you know, people, when you're online and on social media, people expect you to be present and in their DMs and, you know, answering back and, when you're doing Young Living, I'm sure there's a, a big demand for quick responses with that too. But it's so important to protect that time as a mom and 
with your kids at the same time. It's just so yeah. you you sound like you have figured out a really great balance to that. I, I mean, how did you go about finding your outsourcing too? I'm always whenever I find out people outsource, I love to well. And I was going to say, it's not an easy thing. I think it's something you have to fight for, you know, to really protect that time. And so I think it's something that you continually have to fight for, you know, and not start to fall in old ways. And um, so, okay, back to Jenna Kutcher. I actually went into her Facebook group. It's the Gold Gold Diggers Facebook group. And um, I looked for, um, you know, I was like, who is an expert on Pinterest and Facebook? And so I have found... um, a few different amazing women through that group. And then um, the others are on my oils team. And so we were already working closely together. And so it was just like an easy, natural fit. They, you know, they knew how the business worked and um, my personality. And it just, it's been a really huge blessing to my family because back to time, it's given me more time with them. And that's the most important thing. And I love, I'm in Jenna Kutcher's group. So I'm going to have to use that little search button. And, and go through there and look at some more stuff because, yeah, there's just such – she has such a powerful community of women in this space that I'm sure you found really great resources yes, there. Yes. And so what – with your workflow, what is what is a day in the life of Casey so look like? So I was going to mention a few different programs and apps. Um, so we just switched everything over to something called Airtable and it's been amazing because you have these huge calendars. So, you know, for example, like a blog content calendar for me, I know everyone's different, but for me to make sure that I have the best use of my time, you know, say I have a two hours of like power hours, well, I need everything to be really organized. And so I know exactly what I need to sit down and get done. Um, So we'll have content planned out, you know, months ahead. And then in there, I have all these different amazing women that I was telling you about. So I can tag my graphic designer and, you know, two weeks from Wednesday, we're going to share this recipe. So I need these graphics to be here and the copywriters and, you know, my assistant who helps send out our monthly newsletter, she can pull from that. And so it's just a really great way to, you know, all of us connect on what's happening. Um, Planoly, which I hope I'm pronouncing that right, is great for planning social media content um, through Instagram. It has helped me, you know, I can grab maybe batch photos and then plan out what I'm going to do. I'm not, I didn't used to do that. And I found that it really helped with time. Um, if I went ahead and planned ahead. Um, and then, so I really, I, I get up at five, which I know (laughs) is early, but you know, again, I have little ones and they're up usually by seven 30. And so if I can have that two and a half hours of drinking coffee and I put in my headphones and just really sit down um, to get things done. I like that to be like my inspirational time. And then some of the more mundane things like, you know, returning Facebook messages or DMs or emails, you know, things that maybe I don't need to be like fully inspired to do. I like to do in the afternoon more during nap time or at night. So I think it helps to kind of plan out when you're doing certain things. Um, so that, you know, cause sometimes if I tried to be inspired late at night when I'm really tired, um, I don't think I would be able to crank out as much stuff. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm the same way. I mean, I think 
I could probably benefit from a morning routine like that. I just I can't pull the trigger on it yet. I keep saying I'm going to. I had another um, guest on, Amanda Hedgepeth, who talked about her morning routine. And did you just, are you always a morning bird or that one day you were like, 5am. Well, I will say I'm, I am a morning person. I I feel like I'm kind of a night owl too. I've never been somebody that I feel like needs like tons of sleep. Although I, you know, I am a, you have to get sleep. You have to, that's important for our bodies, (laughs) but I do think I've always kind of been a morning person, but I mean, there was a time, you know, we were in the thick of growing our business um, when the month I had Adelaide. And really, my biggest year of growth was from the moment she was born to her first birthday. I can remember, oh, I'd be so tired doing Zoom calls. And I can remember sometimes falling asleep in her crib and just being like, I want to walk towards my bed, but I'm going to walk towards my desk. And I think it's just in those moments I just had that big picture, which is so huge, you know, just knowing, okay, why am I doing this and where am I going? Um, And honestly, I mean, this sounds a little cheesy, but I have a huge passion for families and I want other people to be impacted and see success. And so my heart truly just has to revisit those things in those like really tiring moments. And then it just, you know, kind of ignites that fire again. Oh, I love that. And that gives me so much inspiration and hope and motivation for this year with welcoming Rona into our family because I'm kind of in the same spot as you. Like you mentioned, like you just, you can see this bigger dream and purpose and life and you can see kind of where you're feeling propelled. And then you, the day-to-day reality of, but wait, I'm going to have a newborn and two toddlers and I'm going to be fully, fully engaged there as well. And to know, you know, you just have to make sacrifices if you want these successes to come to fruition. So, I Well, and I'll, I'll add to that too, because I think this is a huge conversation is in that mom guilt, you know, because I think it can be so easy to feel exhausted or overwhelmed by, okay, I've got these precious little, you know, kiddos that I'm, are my, my focus and my love. Um, but now I'm wanting to chase this dream and I'm wanting to work and, you know, that balance. And I, I really think I had this light bulb moment when Adelaide was tiny. I mean, I can remember cause it was, you know, my first three were three under three. So it was like all babies at once. And then I have her. And so it was my first time to have older, three older children with a baby. And, you know, it takes so much time to rock a baby. And, you know, that year that you're really, it's just a different pace. And I remember thinking, you know what, what a cool opportunity that I can show them what it's like to nurture and take care of and sacrifice for a tiny baby. And I, and I applied that same thinking to work is like, what a beautiful opportunity for my, for me to show my kids what it means to dream and chase after something. And I just feel like when we shift those focuses too, it takes those heavy weights off of our shoulders because as moms that can be so much and it can really pull us down. Yes, I love that. I think that's such beautiful advice. And it's true. Like, just thinking about your kids and what you're teaching them. And, and I think that helps you ground yourself. I think it helps you find balance. And I think it helps you make good decisions when you put your 
you know, your sons and daughters in your shoes and think what you would want them to do or how you would want them to react and spend their time meaningfully. So I think it just totally changes what you share and how you share and how you spend your time. So I think that's really beautiful. Absolutely. So you get up at five, you have your coffee, you go through your two and a half hour power hours, and then the kids are up, I'm sure. So you probably have kids going to – do you You don't homeschool, do you? I don't. We have them at like a small um, private school, and so it's actually was created by homeschool moms. So like my – kids don't go all day every day till third grade. So my daughter, my kindergartner only went two days. So it is much more, um, you know, home, half home, half school until they get a little bit older. Um, but no, they are three of them. Three out of the four are in school. And so when they're I'm sure you probably get a lot of work done then during nap times. Yep. Um, But when they're home, are you just offline or are you kind of working sometimes in the background or how does that look for you? Um, I really try to put it away um, when I'm with them, you know, especially like when they're, when they are in school and it's not summer, when they, when they walk through that door at four o'clock, I want to have everything put away until you know, bedtime. Um, sometimes things come up, you know, we'll have a weekend sale or, you know, some different things where they know that, Hey, you know what? We just had a two weeks in Florida. It's okay. if Mom has to spend the afternoon working, but for the most part, I feel like we found a really good balance. Um, but again, I think it's something that has to be fought for because our phones, right. They're going off all the time. We're getting messages, we're getting texts and, um, direct messages. And I think it just really has to take discipline to say like, no, these are the times of the day. I'm going to check that. And then otherwise I'm just going to be present at home because, you know, if that's my why is to have freedom, with you know, time freedom with them, then, you know, I got to make sure I'm not filling it with other things. Very true. Very true. And I want to um, switch gears real fast because I know that we had talked um, before about Pinterest and I am just so intrigued by this and I want to make sure I don't forget to ask about it but it sounds like Pinterest is really the way to go to grow your business has it helped with your Instagram as well I mean 1.2 monthly followers or views or how does it work with Pinterest 1.2 monthly views well it's been amazing so it's really just been around January just tell me everything about Pinterest (laughs) because I'm just so like I said I have no Pinterest I'm going to start from zero and and try to figure this out and talk to your girl but yeah tell me just everything I think the key is one you have to have content coming out you know consistently for it to work and so for me I feel like that's kind of like my sweet spot. I love generating content. Um, you know, I have used it as such a creative outlet for me. And so to really get back into that with recipes and hair tutorials and, you know, sharing motherhood and, you know, bedtime checklists. I mean, just there's so many different things that we have loved, um, over the years to share just our life. And then those kinds of fun, things along the way. And so when I talked to her, I was like, okay, this is a really good fit because I want to generate content. And then her expertise is knowing like what time of day to pin something and what, you know, tags to use and how many, and she, you know, I didn't want to do any of that. I've just wanted to 
hand that over. And so it's been incredible because, I mean, I wasn't focusing on Pinterest for however long. So I started with, I think it was like 30,000 views and then it went to over a million, like fairly quickly, you know, and my hope is to keep growing it and growing it. Um, But I, I guess I'm always thinking through that business lens and I've done this long enough to know, okay, you know, what is my next step of growth? And so really on my list for this year was um, an email newsletter, you know, building an email list and then trying to get back into Pinterest. Um, we're really getting into it for the first time. And with Pinterest, is it like Instagram where it's all of your content that you're pinning or do you pin other people's content that inspires you and that counts towards your views? So I pin, we pin like 95% my own content. I do get on there and use Pinterest, you know, for inspiration and houses and different things that I love to save for myself. Um, but as far as just like the strategic growth, um, she's pinning cause she's, you know, helping me do all this. Um, she's pinning like 95% of my own content. And is that content that you have to remake for Pinterest or is it content from your blog and Instagram already that she can? So that's a great question. I was going to say it's tricky because so, you know, on Instagram, everything's in squares, but for things to do really well on Pinterest, they really need to be like that long, you know, like rectangle shape, Mm -hmm. not a square. So it's, it's cool because, you know, for so long I was in the mindset of my blog and then really when Instagram take took over, I stepped away from my blog in so many ways because I just was sharing my heart and our life, you know, on Instagram But what I have realized that it's done with Pinterest is I've kind of gone back to having things on the blog because she needs to pin it in this certain way, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I I have noticed you are so active on your blog, and so I I wanted to ask about that. So it's funny that that ties together. Because I really – I mean, it was years I really just – you know, it's like, well, if I'm already sharing it on Instagram, why do I need to go? Because for so long, it was my outlet. And it was a journal. And it was, you know, a love letter to my kids. But then when it shifted, but so I really feel like it's brought it back. And it's been really neat to see how that has. And then, you know, I can still pull content from that and share it on Instagram. Um, And I do some and then some I leave it just for the blog. So it's been cool to see how it's kind of all come full circle. Yeah, and obviously you're doing amazing with it, and I'm so proud of you for that. And I I just – everything you're doing is really where I aspire to be as well. So I'm just so happy that you're so kind to just share and be open about how you do what you do. What's what's been like the most life-changing thing out of all of of these platforms and – everything that you do between Young Living and Instagram community, like blogging. I'm sure there's probably something for everything, but what would you say is like the one most life-changing aspect? Well, I think it's kind of like two things. I think as far as like blogging and Instagram, the platform that I've been able to have, I mean, it's been life-changing. The community is so special. It's literally changed so much of pieces of who I am over time. And I just feel like 
so much love in my heart for um, just everything when I think about blogging and Instagram. Um, and then Young Living has completely changed our life just because of the incredible opportunity. And um, I really feel like, you know, called there. Um, I feel like so passionate about sharing with families and also so many entrepreneurs who, you know, really are looking for something and they're looking for hope and just being able to like walk beside all these incredible families. So, I mean, really both have been such beautiful opportunities. And again, both are so much work, but the best kind of work, right? <laughs> Getting to connect with people. Yeah. Um, I can't, I still am like, how is this my job and my life? <laughs> um, which, you know, even just saying that, I will say, I try to tell people this in DMs all the time, is that reminder that so many people that you see online you know, it's just a sliver of our lives and this is our jobs. So we're bringing out content. You know, I'm going to take a picture in my room when it looks beautiful, not when I have laundry thrown everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, just remembering that we have so much real life happening, you know, behind the squares. It's so true. I have a young living. Who do I have? I have a diffuser. I'm like, I don't even know the right words <laughs> for these things, but I have a diffuser and like two oils. And I just, I don't know. I haven't figured out how to get into it yet. It was uh, Audrey Roloff, who we talked about yeah. before we came on the podcast today. She has always inspired me with that and sent that over. And I'm like, I still haven't figured it out. And now after this conversation, I'm like, I really need to like figure it out. Do you yes. ever have, like, I am wondering, is there like oils that you infuse when you are in labor? Oh my goodness. Okay. So side note. I, Adelaide, my littlest, it was my first, like, quote-unquote, oily pregnancy, oily postpartum, and, like, I'm, like, how did I ever do this three times before? Like, I'm talking postpartum, like, heaven. So, I, I me and Audrey, really? so it makes that big of a difference. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna need to know about this, and then I will share with <laughs> you listeners over Instagram, because I'm totally going side note, but Aww. I'm, like, Obviously, there is something to this that is changing so many people's lives. I mean, on just your team, if there's 78,000 people that are so dedicated and, you know, so believing in oils and how they've changed their lives, like, there's something to that, you know, it's not, it's not hocus pocus. And I know I could use um, all the labor and delivery and postpartum (laughs) oily magic that I can get at this point in time for sure. So I'll have a side conversation with you with that. Definitely. And before I go into my rapid fire questions, though, I did want to make sure that you and I touched on, we, we chat for those listening, um, off, we've we've chatted in Instagram for years, and we've seen kind of the ups and downs of what goes on in the platform. And just to encourage everybody, we both have had conversations lately about the struggle with engagement and growth lately. And I feel like it's especially like I I honestly feel like I've said this before, but hitting a hundred thousand followers was like the worst thing that happened for my Instagram, which is interesting since so many people you know, are looking at getting those following numbers. But I know it's hard when we're putting this time and effort into content and wanting to connect. And it seems like it's so much harder to connect with people and and reach more moms and have our messages get heard. And I just want to hear how you're feeling about that right now and share that to encourage some mamas who are listening. Well, and you and I had talked about that before. And I actually talked to like an Instagram 
I don't know, strategist expert. And she said that actually, as you grow, it gets harder and harder to keep engagement because there's, you know, the, it's more people. Um, and so I think that that absolutely lines up with what you just said. And I think it's just, you know, good for everyone to know that they're not alone. And that I know that I don't know anyone that doesn't really feel that way. It's just, like I said, kind of at the beginning, it's shifting again and it's just kind of trying to figure out, okay, what is this going to look like, you know, moving forward. And so, um, I think because I watched what happened with blogging, you know, part of me, I tend to be like a glass half full kind of girl. So I'm like, feel hopeful, like, okay, maybe the next thing will be, you know, even better. Um, but I mean, it's definitely hard. And I think, you know, especially just like you said, you spend so much time pouring, you know, out your creativity and your story and your gifts. And then to feel like, oh my goodness, are people even going to see this? Um, and you know, when it is your job, it does feel a little bit scary. Um, and you know, that is one of the reasons why I decided to start working on an email list and other things, because I think in some ways we always have to kind of have that in the back of our, our minds. Instagram could be here today and gone tomorrow. And you're so smart in how you've run your businesses and, and where you have your vision at right now and, and where you're going to go. And it's hard. It's hard. But with just, you know, we both obviously like you care, you have such a big heart and it's not just getting eyeballs on your content that you care about, you know, like you and I both care about the the women who are behind the profiles who are seeing us and who are hearing that message and who need to hear it. And, you know, what do you just want more and more people to be blessed by what you can do to change their lives or to help them or to help them cope with a certain situation? It's like Instagram just doesn't, they don't know that they're just showing you what, what you need to see and everything's going to be okay. Yes, <laughs> it's yes. just, it's so true. It's just, you have to keep pouring your heart and purpose into everything and it'll all be fine. Yeah. So I want to do my rapid fire questions. So I don't take up too much more of your time. I've loved chatting oh, with love you it. this long. And what's my first question is my favorite and it's what do you influence that you're most proud of? So really I'd say the thing that I'm most proud of is, really truly my heart is to be a light and I feel like you know we have done that um and hopefully we'll continue to do that and that really is truly my heart to be a light for you know mamas or um you know just really meeting people where they're at and you know we've been really open with struggles and I think it can be easy to see beautiful photos and think oh they have it all together but then to really read our words and say like no we've been through this and that and it's really shaped us to who we are um and you know and I hope that they can see that light in us yes you do you definitely can see it you do a great job at that and how much time do you dedicate to social media a day Oh, okay. That's so hard. I mean, it's my full-time job. So I do spend a good amount of time working. Um, you know, I spend what, like two or three hours in the morning, two or three hours during nap time and two or three hours at night. So, I mean, you put that together, it's definitely a full-time job, but, um, I think the important thing is knowing that like when, when is the right time to be doing that right time of the day? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I'd say the biggest piece of advice to that is, you know, figure out what's best for your family and you, and then figure out when you're most inspired, you know, say you have one hour a day, when can that power hour be and have a list of exactly what you need to do. 
Amen. And you you mentioned a few apps. Can you mention them again? There was a couple apps you talked about for time management. Oh, yes. Um, so I love um, Trello. I love Slack. I love Airtable, um, Planoly. And then also, I don't think we touched on this, or maybe we are going to, but um, I do have a list of like photo editing apps. Oh, yes. We'll get into that in just uh, two more questions from now. It's my favorite question out of all of them, <laughs> besides the influence <laughs> one. Uh, is there a mistake you've made in this space that you would go back and change? Um, I'd say the biggest piece of advice or mistake that I would tell myself not to fall into is just that comparison mm-hmm. trap. Um, you know, no matter how similar the calling, there's a place for each of us. And um, what one person's story or, um, you know, following or engagement looks like, it, it, it's just going to be different for everyone. And you have to remember not to worry about that and just step into kind of our gifting and our calling and just thrive there. Um, because I think that that comparison trap will just, I mean, there's nothing good that comes from it. It's so true. And you started out the podcast with that beautiful quote that I feel like just summed it up perfectly that there's just so much room and space for everybody and every story is so different, but it is hard. (laughs) It is so hard. And advice for somebody starting from zero? I think it would be along the same lines. Just be yourself, share your story. Um, whether you have 100 followers or 100,000, there's somebody somebody that needs to hear your story. And you have influence, you know, whether it be online or, you know, at your child's school or at your church, wherever it is, there, there's people that know you and love you and trust you and they're, they're watching. Um, and so just be consistent and just, you know, kind of step into that of, you know, just being yourself. Yes. And I love, love, love that this is the second time in this interview that you've touched on influence does not necessarily mean through a social media platform like you. And that's what I keep trying to, people hate that word influencer right now. It's like the, the dirty little I word, (laughs) but it's like you, you have influence in more areas of your life or the potential to influence more areas of your life than just social media and, you know, just being brave in those areas where you do thrive can just kind of help your story online if that's where you choose to share it or that's where you choose to have your influence. But absolutely. There's so much weight in that, you know. It's so true. We were just talking about this question, gear. What um What's your favorite gear as far as like what camera do you use? Do you use any presets for editing? Okay. You have beautiful pictures. Oh. Anybody who follows her, her profile and she will tell you where to find her. But oh my goodness, her pictures are so beautiful. Well, you know, I mentioned my husband's a filmmaker, photographer. So people are always like, what camera are you using? But I really just use my cell phone. Like everything you see is my cell phone. So um, I use Lightroom. I love the JC Marie presets. Same. Love them. I love Tezza app. Um, It's awesome. I love the Malibu app. Both of them are great for um, photos, especially if you're not comfortable with Lightroom. Um, And then I same. So have question random. (laughs) Sorry to cut you off. Has your Malibu been like making really blurry pictures? (gasps) No, not yet. Should I maybe blurry videos? Oh no, no, not yet. Yeah, because I I got the Malibu app because I love uh, Sophia El Rey has like really pretty. Yes, filters on there. And every time I got so sad because um, every time I went to upload a picture or a video, rather, it would upload 
totally blurry. Oh, no. Yeah. And it just started happening. So I switched over to the Tezza app for that very reason because Tezza's always looks so beautiful. And I haven't had any issues with quality. Well, maybe. Anyhow, that was just a random side note when you said Maybe I need to look closer. Maybe maybe it is happening. (laughs) You would know. Trust me. You would know. Mine are like very – very obvious. Okay, sorry to interrupt you. Sorry. No, and that, I was so. going to say I love the sh- the um, app InShot for like you know speeding up videos or different things with video. And then I also have this new app called Add Music, and it's been awesome because you can add music to videos. So very nice, and it's all like copyright. Yep, free to use. I mean, I think free. you pay a monthly. I need to look back, but um, but then you can use anything in there. Yeah, and that's you can write that off right. to people if you're listening because that's part of your business. And tell listeners where they can find you. Yes, so my personal Instagram is Casey Lee Wiegand, and my um, my wellness account, more healthy living focused, is Casey Lee Essentials. Well, I appreciate you coming on today to chat with all of us mamas and pour all this knowledge into us and just taking time out of your day to be on the podcast. You know, I love you and I appreciate you. And I have so many side notes here that I'm going to have to just <laughs> blast you in an email or in, a, in a, another conversation. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Love Casey. you, friend. Uh, I love Casey so much. I loved getting to chat with her today. I will post where you can find her in the show notes. And if you like today's episode, as always, please subscribe. Please leave a rating and review. We appreciate it so much. And it really helps with trying to get Motherhood Ignited on the new and noteworthy and ranked in the podcast so more mamas can come together and form this beautiful community of encouragement. And speaking of community, don't forget that you can also head over to Facebook to the MIP Insiders group where we network a lot more and just get to know each other a little bit more. And it's still so small and intimate. And I hope to see all of you guys in there. Thank you so much for tuning in today.